The Whispers with Women podcast with Amanda Allen is a conversation about matters of the heart and matters of life as seen through the eyes of the women of the world. I take the deepest dive into the hopes, dreams, fears and wisdoms of the mothers, sisters and daughters of earth, exploring personal experiences to empower the feminine, raise the vibration of the collective and activate ripples of love and healing in a space of vulnerability and safety. I offer anonymity to those women who need to protect their privacy whilst being passionately called to speak their truth. I invite you to join us on this journey with an open heart and mind. And please share with your mothers and sisters as these podcasts may be the sparks from which the spirit and wild nature of women rise again. If, like me, 2020 has thrown a few physical, mental, emotional and spiritual curveballs your way, if you're feeling depleted, exhausted, overwhelmed, bloated and lacking radiant health and direction, then it may be time to honour yourself by drawing a line in the sand, resetting your health and embarking on the Seven Unicorns Nine Day Detox Ritual. I highly recommend this fully guided, nourishing detoxification process. It has literally saved my life and my health. I invite you to take this liquid essentialism journey with me. Strip heavy metals, toxins and pollutants from your physical body. Reset your habits and energetic vibration with this complete package of natural liquid nutrients, zeolite detox products and uplifting daily guided meditation, intermittent fasting, breathing, journaling, sound and healing techniques. You will literally unplug from the inflammatory world, restore your health and sanity, raise your vibration, release excess body weight and say goodbye to the catabolic effects of stress and anxiety on your well-being. Until November, use code WHISPERS for 15% off at checkout. Detoxification has never been more urgent and never been more nourishing. Join me on this revolutionary, gloriously easy to follow detoxification and health journey. Brace yourselves for this incredible conversation. Danae Brown is a 41-year-old proud mother of one beautiful daughter, Sarah. Danae is a five times CrossFit Games athlete, a strength and conditioning coach and a CrossFit coach, living in Perth, Western Australia. Danae forged a name for herself within the CrossFit and fitness communities with her beaming energy, her glorious smile, her insane abs and her generosity of spirit. She is a beloved athlete and role model to many humans across the globe. Danae shares her life's journey from growing up in Pinaroo, outback South Australia, to discovering CrossFit in Melbourne in 2011. She talks about her nutrition journey from dim sims and chocolate bullets to herbs and whole foods and how she used nutrition to combat adrenal fatigue and to support her health and performance. Danae voices never before shared personal story with domestic violence and how she privately navigated her way through the courts and out of narcissistic abuse 
with four stitches in her head as a reminder of that time in her life. Danae is a true and powerful example of integrity, discipline, positivity, resilience, and living on purpose, no matter what life throws at you. Danae is lemonade from lemons. She is a light in dark places. She is a way shower to women on their own journeys toward freedom and personal empowerment. This conversation is a true glory and a great honor. It will uplift your spirits and remind you that you are never alone and that we can achieve and overcome anything. Please enjoy the madness of this radiant conversation with Danae Brown. It's official. We win. Technology. That, that is go. like the toughest one yet, hey. <laughs> the technology always, one. Athletes. Always. Mm. Always the toughest one, mate. Always. It's like technology. <laughs> ah! It gives me anxiety, honestly, it does. hard but I don't mm. know why like why? invariably <laughs> it is well yeah. oh my gosh like I have counted the sleeps and I'm just so delighted to welcome you Danae to Whispers with Women podcast thank you for making the time oh thank you thank you so much for having me I'm very excited yeah. I, yeah. Was, um, I was actually in the gym this morning explaining the relationship that we have had over 10 years of CrossFit and I was explaining to yeah. her how you know we both have such um, respect for yeah. one another as athletes and women and you know that we both recognize the integrity yes. that we hold yes. but also I was explaining to her I know I think I've got yeah. this right I think I you know at regionals when I was like sit, sitting in third I think I was going to go back to my second yeah. game so I was <laughs> like you know yeah yeah nobody there was daylight yeah, right? yeah, there yeah, was daylight yeah. between third and yes. fourth and then I couldn't string 21 uh, ring muscle-ups together, done it in training, and you crushed that workout. And um, the, the tables turned completely. And um, was that your first it game? Was, was that the first yes, one? Yes, that was the first one. It was oh. a case of literally stars aligning. Like they had to align for that to happen. So there was, oh. yeah, some, sometimes. And then yeah. how you went back. You went back how many times? How many games? Uh, so uh, three more times. So yeah, mm. yeah, four, four times. times. You've been yeah. games athlete four yeah. times. Yeah, CrossFit yeah. games. Yes, mm. remember those days. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so look, just for those um, listeners who really are not familiar with you, would you do me the honour of um, just giving a background to, like, who is Danae Brown? Who are we talking to today? Because you are far more than, you know, this CrossFit athlete. Uh, okay. Uh, right. My, give, give, just my give little, me the best my stab, little right? speech, hey? I should have probably prepared <laughs> a little bit better. But... Oh, no. It's more interesting when it's <laughs> okay. on the fly, hey? And you forget half of the history of your oh, own life. Oh, totally. But... Isn't it the hardest thing mm. to actually talk about yourself? Yep. yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a mum, mum of one. Uh, seven-year-old little Sarah and um, yeah former former CrossFit athlete uh, don't don't compete anymore just train train for health and, and wellness nowadays um, yeah and just I guess share share my journey 
there's been a lot that has happened uh, kind of in that in that short period of lifetime of competing as cross at a, as a CrossFit athlete. So, um, yeah, the the year after that, which was 2012, 2013, fell pregnant with Sarah. Um, now, you were pregnant when you qualified for the Games at Regional yeah, the next year. Yeah, I was. You didn't I know it. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. So I had. That's not bad. No, no. I just was having an off day as far as I was concerned. Like as far as I knew, like I was just like, oh gosh, I'm feeling a bit off today. Everybody else is like lifting yeah. heavy things and like you're growing a baby <laughs> and lifting heavy things. Yeah. So yeah. So I took a year off and came back and um, yeah, and then came back, won the, won the regionals and then came back. A uh, year after, retired, uh, had adrenal fatigue, so took a year off. Was supposed to go on the demo group, like got a call up from Dave Castro, said come and be on the demo group, um, and I had to decline him. Um, so I think that kind of ignited my fire a little bit and decided decided that, right, that's it. I don't want to, ha- I don't want to, you know, let this define me. So made another comeback. Uh, but as a master's athlete and did did that. That was the year, the inaugural. What that year? was in 2016, 17, uh, 16, I think. 17, yeah, 16, 16, I think. Yeah, the inaugural 35-year-old division. So, Oh, and was that when we – were we out on the ovals still then um, competing yes. rather than in the stadium? Yeah. Is that right? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, no, we had the, yeah. we were in the stadiums for part of it. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm kind of and, and how did you go that year? Like, so that was the 35 to four, 35 to 39 age. Yes. Right? So seven. And you would have been in good company then. Who else was well, competing? Well, I had Amy Drake up uh, that year and Helen Harding as well. So, oh. yes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> training buddings with, with Helen Harding. So, yes, very, very good company. Yeah, very, very good company. Very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We say masters, but honestly, you know, when you've got the likes of yourself, Amy, yeah. Helen, Yourself, um, yes, yes. Oh yeah, myself. Yes, <laughs> like it, it's um, it's Absolutely. hectic. It's um, and most of those masters who finish in the top one, yeah. two, three have only barely missed out on returning to the games or, or getting to the games as individual athletes. You know, I mean, that is the caliber, oh, exactly. Of the quality. Yeah, it's it's really hard to um, I guess you know you sit you watch it on TV and you you're like, oh yeah, they seem good, but actually in real life, just the speed at what um, these girls work at, and you know, yeah, the caliber, like you say. Um, and how good they are is is it's not until you're actually there and you see it and you're around it that you're like, holy shit, they're good. Yeah. No kidding. And I, I'm just um, I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you because although we have, you know, we're sort of ships that pass in the night at regionals yeah. and games for yes. a decade, um, we've really never known each other. I know of you. I've witnessed you. I've I've what I've honoured and respected is how generous you are as an athlete on the floor, um, and how so positive. You know, you bring this incredible um, energy of positivity and integrity and generosity to the competition floor, and I see it in your training yeah. too. Um, so I'm just, and I I know that we had a quick chat the other day, and you said that we do share some similarities of which I've no knowledge. So I'm. 
you know, I'm just, um, I know we won't yeah. get to all of it, but I, um, you know, I'm excited to see where our conversation takes us because there's so many avenues um, in what, uh, what are you now? How old are you now? Uh, 41. I can't, I don't know. 41 years young. Um, I can't forget. Yeah. I'm just like age. I'm an age Yes, I'm an age. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, me too. I'm 50, 50, 50, 50. Um, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of our conversation, obviously we will pivot around, you know, being yes. an athlete and, yes. and health. But I know within that there are incredible mental, emotional, um, physical and spiritual mm. journeys. Um, so let's, let's kind of embark, if you like, on um, like you came to CrossFit Am I correct in believing you had a gymnastics background? I had a well. I, that that was all that was. Whatever that yeah. means. <laughs> I, uh, most of my. It yeah, could be rumor. It could be rumor. <laughs> it was always I had a gymnastics background, but the thing is, I did mainly. Oh. It was um, like netball and running and all that type oh. of stuff. So okay. Yeah. So <laughs> but it was. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> it was always oh yeah, today Brown gymnastics background. I'm like. I did gymnastics oh. when I was five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but I, yeah, and then I kind of self-taught myself because I lived in the country, so I just taught myself from then in. Where did you uh, live? I lived on the south. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, I am actually a South Australian by heart. Oh. Yeah, so. Where are you uh, from? Right on the uh, Pinaroo. It's a country town between. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pinaroo. Yeah. So yeah. wow, like that's as remote yep. as it sounds. Hey, like that's it outback, outback South it's Australia. Outback, right. South Australia is the driest state in the driest continent on earth, and you're yep. outback. Yep. So <laughs> uh, they build them tough out there, no doubt. <laughs> they sure do. Well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So yeah, so you grew up in Pinaroo. How old were you when you uh, left, or uh, well, how did I that go? To, <laughs> I went to college. I uh, did year eleven and twelve um, at an all girls school in Adelaide. It was just I don't know. It was just kind of the done thing. Uh, so I, I guess I was a bit of a sheep in that in that aspect, like following what people did. They moved from the country to Adelaide, and so you were a border. Uh, well, actually, Sorry. I had my um, auntie and uncle who lived in Adelaide at the time, so. I lived with them for a period of time and then, yeah, and then slowly made my way back. My brother played for Melbourne um, also he got drafted from Adelaide to Melbourne uh, to play AFL football. So I kind of slowly wow. made my way over to Melbourne where, yeah, well, I guess, I don't know. I've been, you know what, I've been around everywhere. Hey, I've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been around too, hey. <laughs> I've been everywhere, Where's man. home? Well. <laughs> oh. and, and now you're in, yeah. are you in Perth or are you yeah, in WA? Yeah, yeah, in Perth. Yes, yes, so in Perth. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah love yeah. it here. Absolutely love it. It's, it's a great mixture between um, Adelaide, like as in that community, mm. like country-ish town, smallish, smallish. kind of. And um, and still enough of a little bit of a city to be able to do stuff when you want to. So, yeah, it's a really good mix for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that um, Perth is a lot like mm. Adelaide, and um, I, I can't I can't say myself. I don't know. So, tell me, when you were young, growing mm. up in Pinaroo, like how how was your health? Was your was your health pretty stable? Did you have any um, dramas? Well, I had up? like um. Oh, well, it was a. My my childhood, like I think it was the I had the I had one of the mothers that would 
let me do anything, <laughs> whether it be good or bad. One of so, your so mothers. One of the, mo- mother, the type yeah. of mother that would actually let me do anything. She was, she's awesome. She was like tough as nails, but, um, but I, you know, had a lot of freedom, which was, which was great. Um, it was, uh, she, um, she had like a, I guess it was a, a challenging time for her though, um, this is probably something I haven't actually ever talked about before, but she suffered from um, domestic violence as well. So, and is that in your family? Uh, well, at the time we had, um, what had happened is she separated from our from our dad. He was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was around five, and um, she had, uh, you know, I, I I probably don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she made a bad choice. I'm going to say she made a bad choice. With Sorry, your mum or with the new guy? She made a bad choice. She <laughs> yeah. uh, left my dad, um, you know, in hindsight. You know, you've got to remember back in those days they didn't have the type of help that, um, that you know, they do have now. Um, oh, well, what we have now is um, is pretty scrappy, Okay, yes. Say. Well, and actually, probably, you probably know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you probably I, I think that uh, living on living on mm, the land and um, back in the day, and people didn't yes. talk about it. And coming out of a, a marriage with a, yep. an alcoholic, she would have been in her own um, state of PTSD, exactly. hypervigilance, you know, all that yeah. kind of trauma. Like, so she's making decisions from that yeah. space. I'm pretty sure there's no good decisions oh, coming from not that. At all, um, hey. You know, yeah, brokenness. Not at all. Not at all. So, mm. um, yeah. I look. It was. Yeah. yeah so it was. Um, um, you know, there'd be, I remember one night um, she was being, because we owned a pub and um, look, I had, yeah. Uh, I did you pubs. to see this is Yeah, we got so much. Like I, I actually, I, I knew, I was like, Boom. I bet you there's a lot in our background and our story. That's it. That- so. Yeah, DV, yep. alcoholism, yep. CrossFit, yep. a yeah. lot. Eh? <laughs> I knew it. Oh my um, gosh! Yep. Yeah, yeah. Pubs. So look, I had you know a wonderful child upbringing, um, despite everything that was going on around me. Despite um, you know there'd be nights where my mum would be push pushed down the stairs, and um, you know I remember walking into the room one time and um, Adrian, or so the guy was. Um, you know, over her and my brother had to pull him, pull it, pull him off. And we went down to the police station. Um, so mm. she, she left that, but unfortunately what that happened is it also left her, um, he, he took everything. So he's a bit of a con artist and he took mm. absolutely everything from her. So was that a long-term relationship? Um, like, yeah, it was a number of, of years. It was, I don't think it was that long, long, long-term. You know, I, I was five at the time, mm. hey, around five or six. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So um, and then we moved to, to a farm house and my mum, she brought us, brought us kids up, so three brothers, three older brothers and myself. Um, so she did it yeah. all on, on her own. And uh, were you the youngest? The yeah, oldest? I was were the youngest of the family. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you? What, so, what is the age difference? Like, how how much? How old would your oldest brother have been when so you were, we're five, going five through that? Eight. We're all around three years apart. Yeah, literally. Yeah, three years all apart. So, five, six, seven, eight. So, yeah. like eleven, twelve year. Yeah, would that be yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, wow. yep. um, yeah, yeah. So it was, like I said, despite 
all the adversity that we kind of were going mm. through, my mum, you know, she has this mm. oh incredible strength in terms of mm. um, she didn't let it affect us as as kids as stuff. Mm. And we had, you know, once we moved to the farm, it was her looking after us and she did everything she mm. could, hey. She worked really hard um, just to make sure that she could support us. Uh, she worked extremely hard to to send me to school in Adelaide. You know, that would have been a lot of money for, um, you know, a single mum of um, four kids. How did she manage? Like how was she um, bringing an income in? She what worked pretty much night and day. <laughs> yeah, Aww. yeah, she's, she's um, yeah, she worked pretty much night and day. So, yeah, she does, she basically lives for her kids. Um, yeah. yeah, so I was, so I was lucky to, to have a mother that, um, yeah, really lucky to have a mother that, you know, uh, unfortunately, yeah, 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 she made the best of, of, of the situations, hey, and she never let, she never, ever um, wallowed in her own pity at all, ever. Wow. No, no time, hey. And um, did you feel with your mm. three older brothers, did you feel a level of, like, were you protected by them? Were you a real, like, strong four Oh, definitely. Siblings? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Very wow. close family. Um, like, you know, even uh, I guess nowadays, you know, we may not speak all the time, but we're always, like, we'll always, always be there for each other. Like, absolutely, without a doubt. So, yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah, very, very close, very close family. Um yeah, mm. and that's, I guess, yeah, my mum kind of instilled that in us that it was, yeah, family was really important. And, yeah, so so that was, yeah, that was kind of growing up and, yeah, <laughs> Pinaroo. Pinaroo. So does that mean you, you guys owned the Pinaroo Pub? Yes. You said you were yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, no way. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Pinaroo so, Pub. Publican's oh, daughter. Oh, so you yep. would be familiar <laughs> With the smell of yes. soggy beer in the car yes, in the morning. Yes, definitely. But I kind of oh. liked it. Hey, I loved it. I like yeah, it even now. I, I mean, I just remember oh. it was so good. Hey, we had, we used to have like, um, uh, you know, we'd have the ha- the pub would be in lockdown most nights because everyone would be staying on afterwards. Uh, always so many people around, like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, my mum knew oh. how to entertain, that was for sure. No, yeah. no wonder you have this incredible, like this strength of character and I think it's, you know, it comes from the land and the community that it would have been built around the Pinaroo pub and your family, you know. <laughs> like your extended yeah. community, yes. mad people, you yes. know, drunks, yes. you know, but all just like big-hearted, oh, hard totally. workers. Yes. Say it like it is, yes. you know. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, I did – yeah, it's it's almost that. like yeah, very. Um, I, I want to say simplistic, but not not simple as it you know just yeah straight, straight. yeah it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, very yeah. interesting like that's yeah. what you know I think that's what's so loved about you too you're just like what you see is what you get you're straight up you're generous you know you just you said what you felt like it was so uncomplicated yeah. um, you know it's such a breath of fresh air and I um. You know, I mean, those di- days are, are dying, aren't they? Where we um, we grow up in the land and you know, unaffected by technology and social media and oh, a- um, absolutely changed. Yes. Yeah, it has changed. Yeah, yeah, which is you know disappointing because mm. there's yeah there's a 
there's definitely a, you know, a groundingness that you, that you get from, from that experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And so tell me like, so growing up, how was your health? How was your, yeah, your, your physical Um, health? Well, I, look, I used to pretty much played a sport every single night of the week. So <laughs> you name it, did it, yeah. Very sporting kind so, of background family, yeah. So, And they couldn't have stopped you if they tried? Like nobody was making you, right? No, nobody was making me. I just wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, I just, yeah, it was just, I guess I kind of, you know, my, my brothers were all very, very similar to very like really active um, on the go, and yeah, that was that was kind of how our our family our family was. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And so, so explain maybe the journey with your sort of your athletic career. We'll follow that, and and um and I'll follow the threads sure. on the side. <laughs> so yeah, how, how did that go? So lots and lots of sports growing up. You went to school in Adelaide, ended up in Melbourne, yeah, and then uh, found CrossFit. Um, yeah, Sarah's, ah. so Sarah's dad, I How was, old were you? Oh, what was yeah. I must've been 33. Hey, something like that. 32 or something. Yeah. Around, yeah. Oh, sorry. Around 30 something. Yeah. Um, yeah. found CrossFit yeah. and it, yeah. Tell, tell, how did, how did CrossFit <laughs> find you? Because yeah. it's that in itself. We should just have a podcast. It's like, how did CrossFit find it you? Does. Because it does. It does. It, it really does. It does. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I Sarah's father, um, he he bet me. He goes, I'm, I'm going to have a bet with you. Um, you know, I've got this thing. I think you'll really like it. We we just met, and you know, we'd met at a um, adventure race, and obviously he knew mm. I was quite into all adventure stuff, bits and pieces. During that time, you know, I'd had pretty, you know, most of my my um, my kind of 20s to 30s was spent at a nightclub so I'd kind of <laughs> I kind of got to the stage where I was like yeah wanted to bring it back to yeah you know done. I'm done I'm done um yep. I'm, tapping I'm done. tapping out um yeah I dated DJs and I'd done the whole you know like yeah Wednesdays to Monday of yeah ah. and then I was like you know what I'm kind of done of this and searching for something else. And was there obligate, was a obligatory drinking that went along with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes, definitely. So the thing was though is that I guess because my father was an, an alcoholic. Um, yeah. Uh, but the thing was also my mum when we were growing up, she like when, because on the farm, you know, people will go out and I know this is probably quite taboo but you know, when they're 15, 16, all the, all the girlfriends used to come to at my house because they could do whatever they wanted. <laughs> and, you know, you'd go out and you'd have a, have a bonfire and teenage, you know, mm. drinking. Um, I don't even know if I'm supposed yeah. to be saying this, but it happened. It happened. Yeah. Um, mm. But all the things. All the but, things. Um, I never really, like, I never really, I don't know, I just didn't, yeah, I never really, yeah, I think because I was allowed, there was no barriers. There was also no like, oh, I'm going to go out and get absolutely wasted. I, I just never did. I never really, yeah, I don't know. 
And you never had any, you weren't carrying any fear that you would become an alcoholic like your dad um, or did your mom? Or no, I don't know. Well, my mum didn't drink at all. That was a thing. So my mum, mm. my mum did, she drank once on her birthday and yeah, and she'd be terribly <laughs> ill for the next. And I think that was also the case as well. Like alcohol made me really, really sick. So, yeah, so, you know, certain wines, um, there's something in it and I will be throwing up, like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It made me really, really sick too, but, I mean, I'm talking three or four bottles of wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Same, same, yeah, but yeah. different. <laughs> I'm talking a glass mm. or two and I would be like, Bleh. So yeah. maybe maybe that's why, I don't, I don't know, but, um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, where were we? Well, I found CrossFit. Okay. Yeah. So, 20s, 20s 30s, 30s nightclubs. Night and, and you're like, you know CrossFit. what? I'm done with this. I need, um, I think, you know, probably deep down, um, it just wasn't the core of who I, who I was. Um, you know, I think that kind of saying is you can take the girl out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl. Um, reigns a little bit yeah. true. Hey. So, uh-huh. You know, I really wanted yeah. to, yeah, get back into my physical fitness and get some normality into life and, and just look for – so I was at a stage where I really just wanted to change. Um, had, hmm. had you been – sorry to interrupt. Had, had you been training or, you know, playing sport through the 20s to 30s? Uh, what, it what was literally just my own type of f- fitness stuff, just running and circuit-style exercise, if you will. Yeah, I'd always, yeah. I'd always, mm. I think it was, it was the, it was the high that I guess you feel from, you know, after you've trained and you just feel good. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, I like that feeling. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I just, yeah, so he, so we, so he bet me and he goes, right, I've got a bet, you know, um, I want to introduce you to this thing. It's called CrossFit and I think you'll really like it. Um but, you know, we had a bet of who would win. Little did he know at the time, you know, that I had come from a background of like a lot of sport and everything like that. And I made sure I didn't tell him either. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I might like it. <laughs> Don't know. Who, who was he to you at that time? Well, who was he to you? We were, were you dating. Just dating or yeah, we had just other? started dating. Yeah, yeah. So at that time we just just started dating. So he was introducing it to me. And he'd already he'd, drunk the Kool-Aid. Yes, the he was already Kool-Aid. in the CrossFit Kool-Aid, already done it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I <laughs> I was very coy, obviously. Yeah, I might like it. Well, we'll Good see how we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so which is the first CrossFit uh, box you walked into? It was Kilda, actually. Um, oh, I can't even remember the name now. It was in St Kilda. Um Ah, God. Like an urban jungle or something like that, I want to say. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. So would this have been, was it 2011? Yeah. Would that have been around when you yeah. discovered CrossFit? Or is yeah, discovered around you? 2011, I reckon. Because okay, I so remember, yeah. Tell, tell us what. No, no, I remember Sorry, I had a massive, massive, um, like my favourite, favourite CrossFit athlete was Christian Clever. Favourite athlete. Yeah, she was my favourite. She was cool. <laughs> I just really liked the cut of her jib. She was, you know, she wasn't out there fancy or anything. She was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, she just was exactly what you see yeah. is exactly what you get, and yes. you might not like yeah, it. But yeah, yeah, I, who I am. I liked. Yeah. It. yeah, she rocked it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So what I was going to say is, um, tell me, do you recall the first workout? Do you recall uh, that I first do. experience? I do. I remember. Were uh, you nervous? No, excited, excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really excited. Um, I remember it had jerks in there because I because uh, I look back on on some photos and I'm like jerking <laughs> jerking a twenty kilo bar and or fifty. It might be fifteen. It might even be fifteen kilo bar. And I've got this like sorry, sorry dog, Miss Missy, Missy. Hey, puppy. It's okay. And I've got. That's okay. You yeah. Two. Now <laughs> Yours my, have started? Okay, you two. Okay. My two are now. What, 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 what? Yeah. Okay. I said the P word. Um, okay, yeah, I've on. got this 15 kilo bar that I'm jerking with the face like I'm jerking, you know, 100 and something kilos. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I remember I had a lot of running, a lot of lunges, a lot of bits and pieces, but uh, it was it. I knew, I knew as soon as I'd done it, I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is it. This is something, yep, right? This is, this is a, thing. a thing. This is a thing. How about yourself? What was your first experience? Oh, well, I was trying to make the Olympics for high oh, kneeling canoeing, right. which is a brand new yes, Olympic yes, sport yes, for yes. women. Yeah, right, right. So, so I turned up to this gym. My friend said, oh, rah, yeah. rah, rah, CrossFit, CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're yeah. an alky, you're mental. Um, yeah. Anyway, I looked it up, found this guy with dreadlocks and no mirrors in the gym in, an, in yes. a warehouse. I'm like, this is very yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> So I turned up, I'm like, look, dude, I, I don't want to do any of that limping, yeah. lifting stuff. I, I don't want to jump yeah. on boxes or maybe not the skipping, but I, I want to do some lunging stuff and some upper yeah. body stuff. So, of course, I was paying, paying the dollars for the PT yes. session. So he just tolerated me. And um, <laughs> next thing I know, I think six, six yeah. months later, I'm at regionals, I'm at regionals or yes. games, games, it was games. six months game. after just I started right. the sport, yeah. man, yeah. I'm at the CrossFit Games. <laughs> So, and yeah, I did um, like a, a, a ring row Cindy. That's yep. what I did to start with. And he's like, he knew then like this chick has, yep. she's mental. Yeah. She can swallow pain and I was fit because yeah, I've been yeah, doing yeah, triathlon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that, swallow pain. Oh, yeah, I was, I was yeah. made of the right stuff. <laughs> oh, very good. But remember yep. back in the day, right, it used to be very underground. Like it was, it was really underground. Yeah. I think that was the, yeah, it was. It underground was, that was cult. the appeal of it, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. grungy, yeah, yeah, so definitely, real. Definitely. Yep. Nobody had staff. No. There was no Reebok yes. CrossFit shit to buy. Yeah. No one had nanos. Yes, that was before yes. the day of nanos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I've still got my first CrossFit Games nanos oh, from 2011. Oh, that's like, very, them. very cool. Mm. Yeah, you got to keep those. Those are keepers for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. yep. So how did the trajectory of that first experience and then well, your CrossFit then, life go? Um, well, I started, um, well, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, was, I was still only training, you know, two, three times a week, um, out on weekends, bits and pieces. Um, and then we decided um, our relationship had developed and we'd moved into, this is probably, I don't know, maybe a year or so afterwards we'd moved into an apartment which was down the road from um ben schwartz yeah from schwartz's crossfit so yeah and then the what happened is i was it was the open coming up i was still only training three times a week and um i was like yeah i want to do 10 i'll come in and ben schwartz he was he was very very good with wrangling people up and he he convinced me to um he goes yeah yeah you should do the open 
um, in the mannerism that he does. Uh, so I was like, yeah, cool, okay, I'll give it a go. And then started doing probably a little bit more training. We're talking four days a week. Yeah. Actually, look, I must say, like, for you to land with Ben Schwartz at oh. the start of your career, I think that is um, Isn't it? pivotal, Isn't right? it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I have a lot of respect for him as a, a coach and a oh, programmer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's very, very good yep. at what he does. He's, yep. He knows how to get someone fit, that's for sure. Like, really, really knows how to get someone <laughs> fit. It's, it is, a skill. isn't it? Yeah, mm. it is. He just, yeah, mm. there's a lot of... Um, intuitiveness about what he does. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And no. it's not just physical. Yeah. You know that fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so then was training for that, wanted to do the teams. He said, nah, you're going to have to go individual. And I was like, no, but I just, I just want to go oh. teams. <laughs> Why? Why? Did he see, like, <laughs> I see a future games champion. What, what was that um, about? I don't, yeah, he just, I don't know. He just, yeah, he... He was very good at that stage, I think, for identifying, you know, talent and um, and I think, you know, obviously he still he still is. He puts a puts a lot of effort into it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he just yeah. So ended up that was it. Kind of went went um, went individual and. So this would have been, would this been for the Must 2012 Yeah, Open? 2012. Right? Yep. Your first yep. Open? Yeah. Yep. And did all right. I think I came in, I think I came in go? 13th, hey, in the Open or something like that. So it was yeah, like. not bad, hey. Oh, <laughs> Off to regionals. Okay. Uh, okay, might give this a go then. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess that was kind of it. And then after, after that, after that um, regionals, it was like, oh, actually, um, yeah, this looks like kind of fun. And, uh, and I always um, really admired Amy Drakeup. So um, I guess, mm. uh, like, I don't know about you. Did you? Why was that? Was that yeah, because she was I little so. like you? Like, we're little people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hitters. Although she be like, little, she be mighty. I just really, yeah, I just, yes. yeah, I really admired, yeah, I might I always admired her. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you, uh, I guess for yourself, well, you were kind of thrown into CrossFit and then all of a sudden, like, did you have anyone that you kind of went, oh, I really like, you know, yeah, that's cool, or is just more so is just the flow? No. Yeah. No, I just, um, honestly, I never meant mm. to qualify for regionals. I never meant to qualify for the games. I didn't even know what the fuck CrossFit yeah. was really and I yeah, made gotcha. it for the games, do you know? Like when I qualified, my coach is like, I'm like, um, so he gave me like all of, 2009 and 2010 CrossFit mm. Games footage and I literally yeah. binged watched it after I qualified for the Games. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I was yeah. like, oh, my God, like, you know, yeah. it just kept building this, um, the glory yeah. of CrossFit in me. <laughs> so, no, it was all, it was an all a mistake. Yes. I was heading to the Games. I'm sorry, I was heading to the yes. Olympic Games. That's what canoeing. it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, never went <laughs> back happen. to the canoeing. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Life is funny like that, isn't it? So, yeah, no, there wasn't anybody. I was just, yeah, I was cool. in my own little cool. bubble. Very cool. You know? Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really admired Andy Hay. And she, um, yeah, I think, like you said, yeah, yeah. she's little and it was just like, that's really cool. I like, I like that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And so how did that first regionals go for you? Um, so were we, where were we then? Were we in Wollongong by then? We had um, 
We was were it? at the first regionals at the yet. stadium, and then the next one was at the in Sydney. Yep, and then in the Sydney. next one was um, at Wollongong. So yes, yeah, yes, and then that forever. was that was where mm. I'd come third. It was a little uh, lucky. So was that the year? That was our year. That was our year. Yes. That was the year I didn't make it back, and you, yeah. you, you went there. Fuck, I remember we were out the back um, doing yes. waiting for our drug tests, and I knew, I knew, uh, I knew, like, and I said to you, like, you've made the, you made the games, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you have, you have, and um, yes, yes, crazy. crazy, yeah, really, really crazy. Mm. So, um, yeah, but I think, but I couldn't go that year because I was pregnant with Sarah. Yes. <gasps> oh, yeah. that's and right. And I remember ringing up, like getting in contact with CrossFit, just saying, oh, can the next person go? But like, yeah, no, they couldn't. No. No. They couldn't. So, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't, didn't obviously, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I didn't know I was, it wasn't until, so I'd finished regionals um, and then I got back and I took a week off of um, training just to recover. And then I started getting back into my training, but I just didn't feel right. I felt off. Um, and then I ended up having a few tests um, to, you know, I didn't know, I, I just didn't know what was going on at that stage. And then, you know, after several tests, it was like the doctor was like, oh, do you think you might be pregnant? And I was like, nah, no. Really? Um, but, yeah, turned out there was a baby on board. And, yes. But, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. How how far pregnant before you realised well, you were pregnant? I would have been about three to four weeks. So, um, and then I because yeah. all I knew is by the time I got to the games, it would have been I would have been around thirteen weeks. So, I knew at that stage it yeah. was um, yeah, it just wasn't an option. And no, um, so no. yeah, obviously a, a lot of you know you've worked so so many mixed emotions. You've worked so how, bloody hard. How, yeah, oh. to. Um, you know, so bloody hard in terms of, you know, we moved, um, we moved from Melbourne to uh, Perth. Uh, Sarah's dad, you know, he, he got a job over in the mines here. We'd, we'd done, there'd been a lot of things that we'd sacrificed to, to get to, to that stage. So, yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I can't imagine. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear the crying baby. Um um out, out there um I, I it's like it's such um a paradox the situation you found yourself in you know to have achieved mm. a miracle mm. that you worked for um and yet to have a little miracle mm. on board uh, and and to have to make that yeah. kind of decision yeah definitely oh. were you did you feel like was there a real emotional consequence what I mean what what was that what what how did that feel what what did that create inside uh, think, of you? Well, there was, I guess there wasn't really anything I could do in terms of, you know, it was, it just was what it was. Um, I was disappointed without a doubt. Uh, and I don't want to say it's, it's hard because I don't want to say I was disappointed. I was pregnant because it was amazing. Um, you know, it's such, yeah. such, you know, I'm really lucky. Um, so, but there was obviously there was so much work and effort that had gone into what I was what I was trying to do, um, and it just it just it just was what it was. Um, so I think yeah, after that I had like when I had Sarah, I was really content. Hey, I was really content um, just being a mum. <laughs> I loved you know 
the first six months of her life um, or so three months of her life was probably the happiest months of my life ever. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just with her and, um, yeah, just being a mum and I was really, really content. And it probably wasn't until, um, you know, Sarah's dad had talked me into competing again and kind of said, nah, if you don't go back, then you'll regret it. Um, so yeah. And then I kind of slowly made the decision to, to have another go and yeah, work my way back up to go from, uh, after having Sarah back to try and make it through to the, back to the CrossFit games. So that was always in the same year. So from 2012 and then you 2013, had 2013. So had 13. 2013 off. So you were back at regionals So back at regionals 2014. 2014. Yeah. There was a gap. Oh, so there was a gap. Yes. There was yeah, because I had Sarah gap. in January yeah. 2013. Um, and then the, yeah, whatever the re- next regionals was on from that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And how was that comeback? How was the Bloody process? hard. I don't actually know how I did it. Hey. Tell, tell me, is that because of having a young uh, child? Um, was that, what yeah, was that? Was it, it was your just, body? It was just really hard. Hey, it was just like Rowan, uh, Sarah's dad, he was um, working away eight weeks on, two weeks off. So he was flying, fly out. Um, yeah. I was here, isolated. I didn't have any family because I was in Perth, um, I had a, a small baby I was looking after and trying to get fit enough to basically, you know, compete with the fittest in the world, like training for one of the hardest competitions there is in the world. Um, yeah. Uh, so sleep deprived, um, definitely not looking after my nutrition. Oh. Uh, the, when it was the open, I'd got shingles um, because I. Oh, well, that's yeah, a fair indication, was, um, right? It was also it was also during that period, um, uh, and I think you know I often talk about this um, with uh, so uh, Stacy from CrossFit Niche. We used to talk about um, how CrossFit is a lifeboat, and. Um, you know, I think you, you mentioned it before, is it's, it's there when um, you kind of need it the most. And that's, that is what I, why ultimately I am so passionate about what CrossFit does for people is because, yes, there mm-hmm. is the physical aspect, but I guarantee you, you talk to people and you, you spend a little bit of time finding out um, you know, their background of why they got started with CrossFit or how CrossFit helped them, and you will find that there's a story. There's a story that it, that it really that. helped them to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It is, it's, a, it's a framework, right? It's a structure that holds you mm. when all else goes to shit and whether that's physical, whether that's mm. the resilience, the mental mm. resilience, the community, the tribe, like that's what's missing in, in our mm. um, modern day life are the tribes of old and CrossFit brought that back. Um, there's so many levels at which CrossFit is so supportive and yes. nourishing and, yes. and right. 
So they held you? Well, Did the community hold you? Did the training well, structure hold you? I think it was the training you? structure, hey, because at that time, um, uh, all right, I haven't actually ever talked about this before, so here we go. There's a lot, there's a lot oh, my of God, firsts, let's add another hey? thing lots to the list. Firsts, Amanda, <laughs> lots and lots of firsts. <laughs> Thank you for honouring so, us all. Um, yeah. And I can talk about these things now. So, um, so at the time, um, my partner had cheated on me. So he had an affair, um, which was kind of what brought the shingles on. So, yeah, yeah, so I was training to compete and um, obviously dealing. At that time I was was here on my own. I was pretty pretty well isolated um, and dealing with um, trying to overcome obviously the grief that has um, of what had happened. Uh, it was really. D- how how did you come to un- know about that? Um, well, you know, it, it's really funny, isn't it? A woman really just has a knowingness, don't don't they? Mm. <laughs> it's it's women really, they do. Yeah. And and so was it hard for you to accept that knowing, or how did you approach that? Because you know we yeah. can put it into denial, we can push it down and pretend it's not true. And uh, how how did you well, how did you negotiate? I really that? buried myself in training, to be honest. Yeah, oh, yes. to be honest, I did. Hey, and I think that that yeah. was what pushed me, pulled me mm. through. Um, I just trained, you know, yeah. and I guess, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a, there's a wrong or a right or anything like that in terms of, um, no. you know, way of, of dealing with things like that. Um, but that was, I guess that was my scapegoat. And, um, you know, I just... Oh. It, like I said, it your was lifeboat. Life so <laughs> that's that's really what carried mm, me mm. through. And I, um, I guess, yeah, because you know, um, we had Sarah together. So, um, so I, in a way, I don't know how. I just kind of pushed it away, and I just kept forging forward. Um, but I think he could never really. I don't think he ever really got over what he did and he carried a lot of guilt with it um and that guilt yeah itself um pretty much bled into the rest of our relationship so from then onwards yep. it was uh it was kind of a downhill spiral so um i remember yeah. we went over to um i went over to the games to compete my coach dan at the time um dan from range of motion who was that so um oh yes uh, he was there, but um, yeah, the the stress of the relationship and just the um, he was very up and down. I would almost go so far to say bipolarish. Um, there was yep. an, a, just an, a ridiculous amount of stress and pressure that was put on put on me through that time. You know, when you're trying to compete and your focus is supposed to be. Yeah, at the games. At the games you're talking and about, yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was an absolute, yeah. it was actually a nightmare, hey. It was an absolute nightmare. It was so much yeah. so that the following year when I'd qualified for the games, I actually oh. said no one to come for, with me. So I competed at the CrossFit Games on my own. Yeah. I had no support network, no <laughs> nothing um, on my own. No one tearing you down, yeah. or no stress tearing yeah. you down, breaking yeah. you down. Oh, so, yeah. How incredible. Mm. How did, um, yeah, so, so, yeah. so, 
How did you recover from that games? You know, that very stressful relationship situation at the games. Mm. I, I know for me, when I come back from the games, it literally it will take mm. me up to two months to recover fully. And I really, mm. I really yeah. nosedive. Um, how, yeah, how was your body? How was your mind mm. and your heart coming back from that? Um, how did you recover? How did you, well, I guess, how did your body you turn know, up? The training kind of kept pushing me forward and I, it, it had, I had something to focus yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the reality yeah. of everything kind of hits you once it's stopped. Um, that's probably where the adrenal fatigue started, I'd say. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when were you diagnosed um, with adrenal so fatigue? So it was probably the year of, what was that, 2015, around 2015. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was at a, yeah. like I remember... So after the 2015 games, um, I had to stop. I had to stop training, competing because I, I literally got to a stage where even going to the toilet, walking up, going to the toilet was too much effort for me. Yep. yep. Exhausting. Like mm. I that adrenal fatigue, and I've I've mm. I've cycled around adrenal mm. fatigue many times in the last decade, and it's a yeah. You know it when you've when yep. you're in it. You're not the first time. But it's um, it's like um, mm. it's when you're iron deficient as well. There is you're just empty. It's like yep. you are literally scraping the bottom of a oh, barrel that's absolutely. been scraped dry. I'm gonna put it into better words. You know? Yeah, there's just there's it's literally <laughs> like running on Miserable. an empty tank, and it's and it's very hard because I think yeah. um, and you're probably similar in this sense is that you have almost really high expectations of yourself and what you can do, so you. Um, you know, the thought of resting or just recovering is like, but, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a hard, hard mm. concept. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Until you're left with well, no choice, until you, right? Until I mean, you render really. it. Really. And like, that's what happens. You're... Like it, 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 until, and this is yeah. what I also, same thing. I find that until you're literally left in a place where it's like, I find myself like it, my body, if I, if I don't stop when I'm, when I know I need to my body will force me to stop. It'll be like, nah, that's it. You won't stop? Yeah. Fine. Here you go. Here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. How do, yeah. Have How do you like this? this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will, will that stop you? Yeah. Oh, no. Yes, well, yes. Well, I mean, yeah. That yeah, definitely. So, well, there, you had injuries, didn't you? Did you have some shoulder stuff going on? And was that um, in well, line uh, with this adrenal look, fatigue timeline? The only shoulder line? stuff I really had was in 2013, so the major injuries that I had yeah. was in 2013 and that was like a yeah. bursitis and tendonitis, um, tendinosis. And then after that, I, I, I was pretty lucky in terms of, apart from the adrenal fatigue, I never really suffered any injury that kept me yeah. out for any length of time. As in no broken bones. Like, did you, didn't you break yep. your foot or something like that or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my my hip and my foot. Yeah, my foot. Yes. I was at regionals yeah. on a fractured foot, you know, and the year before I think yeah. I was there yeah. on a steady heel <laughs> fractured hip. So yeah. I was I was pretty lucky just <laughs> from that perspective. But I want to say luck, but I also want to say that um this is the the reason why is because whenever I felt some I was um because I trained so much and I felt like I was in so in tune with my body, um, whenever I would have an injury, 
or could feel something that just wasn't quite right. And I'm talking about, you know, not muscle soreness or pain you get from, yeah, you know, um, working hard. I'm talking about like there's a, there's a different feeling when you feel like something is about to be injured. And I would just stop. I'd just stop what I'm doing and I'd go and work on something else. And it wouldn't matter, you know, whatever coach I'd have at the time, you know, didn't matter how persistent they were, I'd be like, no, nope, 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 nope. 100%. So it was you calling those shots, definitely. Yes, and I remember coach. like arguments at the time, and I just had to had to stand in my ground and be like, no, no, no. Trust me, trust me, trust me. It will be okay. Wow. But but wow. that is that I reckon wow. is the secret sauce in terms of, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's a skill. That is mm. Um, mm. a rare skill. Oh, honestly. absolutely. Particularly because everyone just wants bit. to keep going. They want to push harder. And they want to keep going. But the thing is, though, Gosh. right, is the beauty about CrossFit is that there's so much other stuff that you can work on. So, you know, and, and if you're <laughs> yeah. injured for three or four months, it's all about consistency. And if you can stay away from not having being out for three or four months, then you get more time in total overall, right? So it kind of makes mm. sense. So... You know, if you're a week or two, what's a week or two in the scheme of a whole year? A week or two isn't much, but three months, four months is. So not working on something yeah, for a week or exactly. two, you're going to survive. It'll be okay. Yeah. So what I, I, what drove you? Mm. Because I look back now and I think I was driven by, well, many things, but definitely one of them was fear that I wasn't doing enough. Like my whole attitude was mm. I, I'm, I don't have much finesse, but I am mm. going to outwork and out-recover any other woman gotcha. who has yeah. ever walked the planet. And you did. And you did. I sort of did. I mean, it cost me a lot, you know. I, I really messed some things up, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, the achievements are on the table. But, yeah, what, what, what was it in you? Because there, there's a sensitivity to um, your in your body being in tune to it and, and not pushing yourself too far. I, there's an elegance in that. And I don't think it's um, yeah. as common as it, it could be. It's not no, a skill no, that we're, we're taught. So, so yeah, what, what guess, drove you or what helped me, you? Um, you know, it definitely changed over the, over the years. Um, uh, when I first started competing, it was obviously the desire just to, just to compete itself. And it was something that I'd finally found that I was actually quite good at. Um, you know, being a kind of jack of all, all trades, master of none. I was like, woohoo! Um, <laughs> yeah. And then after I yeah. had Sarah, it was the, you know, it really shifted to um, I wanted her, I wanted to be able to um, explain to her, um, you know, through uh, I'm, a, I'm the type of person that, um, you know, show me something, don't tell me, don't tell me, you know, I, I need you to show me, show me. Um, actions speak much louder than words. So, um, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and this is literally just based off the fact of, you know, being around too many bullshit artists. So it's like, yeah, cut that. 
um, actions speak louder than yeah. words. Your actions mm. will tell me, you know, um, opposed to what you're saying. So, yeah. um, so for me, it was about having, you know, a story to tell when Sarah grew up and, you know, perhaps she was going through a difficult time in her life mm. and perhaps she, she wanted to give up on something or perhaps, mm. you know, whether it be in sport or whether it be oh. um, she's really good at dance, um, you know, or the arts and, you know, where there was something that she could pursue and, and she was, you know, she found that she was in a place where, um, you know, she had lost hope and she had lost faith. And I wanted to, you know, be able to have um, a story to give her about the time that mum, you know, you know, had a little girl and, you know, she could have quite easily given up. But the goal was to make it to the games. And, you know, this was something that, you know, mum was good at and um, she decided to have a little bit of faith in herself and, and let that rule over fear. So, yeah, yeah, to keep going on despite whatever, you know, obstacles that may stand in your way. So that was, yeah, that was, I guess that was my uh, yeah. kind of um, gift that I'm hoping one day or legacy, if you will, um, that I'll be able to give to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, for her to go, yeah, cool, I can do that. And, hmm. Wow, I yeah. love that. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So that is, um, and do you, do you, I mean, because this, this just, um, it just resonates a lot of uh, commitment to integrity, you know, and standards mm. within yourself. And then you applied them, like, to something even higher you know, than yourself was for your daughter. Like it's an even higher calling that you wanted to hold that integrity and, and leave that legacy for yeah. her. Um, yeah. Do you, is integrity something that's um, been in um, the forefront of your mind throughout your life or your that, pro- uh, prospect I, career? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I ever really thought of it that way. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're all but so, I, so yeah. different. I can go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do see it. I do see that. I see that there's this um, incredible commitment to integrity. And obviously you can't achieve what you have without that commitment. Um, and integrity really yeah. is, um, yeah, actions, yeah. matching words with yeah. a level of consistency. Yeah, okay, there you go. I really, actually, I really like that. Yes. Yeah, I do. That is I really oh, like that too. I'm going to write that down. That you write that shit That's down. a soundbite right <laughs> there. That is a sound right, right there. Boom. <gasps> Boom. That is excellent. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what we just said. All right. Well, look, um, yeah, that's so, we, we are just all so different and all driven by such different uh, priorities, values, you know, desires, dreams. Tell me, um, because everybody who knows you knows you for your <laughs> smile and your abs, okay. you know, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> am- amongst many other Come things, yeah. but let's be honest. Um, yeah, your yeah. glorious <laughs> smile, Pinaroo smile and those abs. So I know you said it earlier when we were chatting, like your, yeah. your nutrition was all over the shop early days in CrossFit. Um, how – because I – think you really carved a niche for yourself in um in that nutritional sense 
I think many women followed you because of that yeah, commitment. Yeah. Now, again, this is, could be rumours. I could be making this all up. Like, would you like to set me straight? Like, well, what was your nutritional journey? My nutritional journey? journey from when I first started <laughs> CrossFit, which sounds ridiculous, was I used to eat for lunch steamed dim sims and a packet of chocolate bullets. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Yes, you heard it here, people. The world, like, you know how this world yeah. of men started eating jars of peanut butter yeah. because Rich yeah. Froning eats peanut butter yeah. and drinks milk. It's you know what's about to happen. And it's chocolate like bullets. <laughs> steamed dimmies. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's wow. where I started. Thank you. So, not, not that no. well, or not much integrity there. Or maybe there was an, an integrity to exactly. um, yes, honor dim yes, sims yes. and chocolate bullets. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was the start. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. obviously <laughs> well, I went met, I met Kimberly Ritchie, who Thank was um, we met through uh, I at the train uh, at the time. It was a um, her husband Jim uh, uh, Ben Ritchie uh, was owned a gym Genesis. And I was just doing some training and bits and pieces there, and he introduced me to her, and and that was kind of around the 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 stage where we were uncovering the adrenal fatigue. So she really helped me with oh, okay. um, my diet and getting everything else on track. So, yeah. Mm. So around yeah, 2014, 14, would yeah. that have been? 14, 15? Yeah. 14, 15, after those games, right? 14, 15. Okay, so that must, a few things must have happened mm. from steam dimmies and chocolate bullets to 2014 because – you know, there's mm. what three odd years there. What, 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 how, what, what symbolized what nutritionally symbolized Just those a, three years, I or was that a very um, moving probably, thing? as you say, very moving um, in components? I, yeah, a lot of trialing. I tried the zone, were you trialing that didn't things work for me, you... so that was a big no no. I, de- right. I definitely needed more carbs. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a a podcast. Um, Yeah, yeah. So um, that was yeah for me. That's that's what my body body required, and it was really just yeah. How how did how did you work that out? How did you know you needed more carbs? At what stage did you become aware of energy? And and I was just I felt like I was shriveling away, and for me it was a case of yeah putting on weight. Hey, yeah. Trying to get from fifty eight to sixty kilos, which yeah, was right, right. really hard. Yeah, really, really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is yeah, the, I'm the, this is the thing. That's <laughs> why I kind of hate saying it. it's like, oh well, dear me, oh poor you, Danae. Like, oh, you know, oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you are not alone. You are not alone. Now, a lot of women struggle to put weight on and yes, keep weight on, or yes, exactly, to build that which muscle is what it was mass, about, right? kind of building that muscle mass. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mm. So fast forward to Kimberly, and so how did how did she support you? Or well, what she was changes, a nat- naturopath, um, and she done worked point. with precision nutrition and uh, level two, and um, yeah, and so she basically she put me on a lot of herbs to help with the adrenal fatigue, and and then just really shaped my diet that was going to be um, suitable for me. It was really good because. Um, you know, whatever it was, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't the type of person that was going to be like, I didn't have time with Sarah and, you know, um, everything else to be measuring everything. 
Um, so it was, it was more about just getting in whole foods, good foods. If it's got a label on it, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Yeah. And Boom. just keeping it that. really, yeah. really simple. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And yeah. Beautiful. And, and so were you eating a lot of, uh, um, probably foods like, prior yeah. Uh, was that quite a shift? Was that yes quite a no. Like notice, I know I said I, I ate, you know, steamed dim sims and, but, at, at, you know, otherwise, yeah. you know, dinners and things like that. Like I, I still enjoyed meats and I love roast vegetables and, yeah, as long as, yeah, I mean, I, I can't eat steamed chicken, steamed chicken and broccoli. Um, I want food with flavour. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want, I want a dark flavour. Same. Yes. Yes. I want some fat. Yes. Give me some fat. Yeah, exactly. Give me some carbs. Exactly. Give me the good so, things. So, yeah, she really yes. showed me how to, mm-hmm. um, you know, cook nutritious meals that uh, also tasted amazing. Yeah, and they could be spread around with the family as well. So just because it was good for you um, didn't, didn't mean that it needed to be tasteless. Hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But again, I, 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 I um, tell people, I mean, my mm. taste buds are very different to your average bear because the things, the things that are super mm. healthy that people think don't taste good, I love them. But I think that's because my whole system has aligned yes. to the taste of health, extraordinary health. Um, yes. So, yeah, food but, is but not But don't you find, though, the, you know, mm. that shift as well, eating better, not only do you feel great, but I find that, you get to a point where you're actually, you go, you diverse backwards and you just don't feel really good and then you don't really enjoy the taste of it anymore anyway. Yes. Oh, when you go back to the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I, totally. You can never go back once you move away from the yes. poison and the chemicals yes. and the toxins and the preservatives. Yes. Yeah. None of which nourish your body. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, you, you just can't go back to You don't want to, though. Plastic. You're like, artificial. No, you d- you're like, oh, this, this doesn't no. taste great. This, and then you start no. to realise what it is. Yeah. You start to realise it, it for what it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just find mm. I honour the food yeah. and the food honours me. You know, I respect mm. the food and the, the food respects me and – um, and my mental and emotional and physical state is reflected by that. And, oh, it's, yeah, it's um, what a joy. It's a freedom. Oh, I agree 100%. Hey, I really think it's line. like, you know, um, treating your body like a temple. We only have one body and yet, you know, yes. when you think about it, um, yeah, we, we, we treat other things better in our life than we do the body that we have. Yeah. I know. Yes. Like people plan yes. their finances, plan, yes. you know, building a house, plan holidays, plan careers. It's like, ah, uh, what about that body yes. of yours? You know, what about the health? Yeah. What about your heart? Because you're not going, about, to, going know, to be able temple. to enjoy any of this other stuff if you don't have a body body that can, yeah. And Correct. No. And yeah. that's not even being a high-performing athlete. Mm. that is and there are consequences as well like Mm -hmm. the things you can get away with when you're 20 and 30 have massive consequences when you're 50 60 and 70 and the thing is that it's almost too late to turn back the clock of time once yeah 
yeah. Mm. Mm. It's bloody hard. It's hard to turn the tide. It really is. I, I believe mm-hmm. that we can mm. heal from anything given the right context. However, the, the older you get and the longer those um, patterns of habits are ingrained, the, the more challenging it is to, yeah, literally doable, turn that but, tide. Yeah. It's doable. But you're, miss- you're missing out on, like, the very point of living, you know, radiant health and energy uh, and vitality uh, and yes, I, I opportunity to that opportunity. exact same dr- drum, Amanda. I'm I'm 100 on board, and that's that's why I love health and fitness because it really is about that radiance and that energy that you get from doing something that's actually relatively quite simple, really. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, it is the most natural thing, and we really have been dragged um, by the short and curlies uh, into an artificial way of interacting with our bodies. Like we just just got to go back to basics. I'm, uh, you know, as a weird aside, I'm mm. I'm grateful to COVID. This whole experience we've had simply for how people have turned to, oh, you know, the things we've taken for granted and used to abuse ourselves, like perhaps they are no longer available to us and in our greatest time of despair we turn to the simple things the natural things yeah and, I, I, yeah, I, I I'm, actually I'm do excited welcome for the that. thought that um you know people have actually gone oh my health is important yeah damn straight it is yeah yeah and I, and literally like mm. that i believe that health and integrity are yeah. the currency yep. of the future of now they yes. haven't been you know, we've been entertained, yep. you know, to the point of sickness mm. by every 1% of everything in our lives. Now mm. is the time to invert the, all of that and, yeah, focus on integrity, you know, where action yes. matches the words and health because, man, you, you know, that, that you can't buy that, you know. I'm just going to go to the shops and buy me some health it, it, tomorrow. You, well, you can't, today. can you? You can. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you've only got one body, so you might as well look Not after so it. Much. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so uh, on that nutrition journey, so how has what you learned mm. back in, what, 14, 15 with Kimberly, like how have you integrated that over the last uh, five years or six years, yeah, whatever it, it's been? Like has that journey continued um, or have you pretty, pretty much, well, like stabilised on what um, you learned there? I guess, you know, in terms of, you know, in the nutrition itself, just educating clients on on the importance and and spreading that out to the world itself um but yeah that's i guess you could almost maybe say stabilize it in its in turn as itself um it's something that i that i work on every day every day with and but it's it's also something in terms of just just mind and body working on every day to um kind of almost reach yeah, just a, a really comfortable place where it's something that you can. It's longe- about uh, you know longevity in your health and well being. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, your what is your body like now? <laughs> Post CrossFit, you know, a seven year old child, knowing the body that you had back in your highly competitive CrossFit days, like I haven't seen you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to know, firstly, how it's changed. Yeah. Well, um, it's, you know, and um, how you've navigated I was actually that. having a conversation with um, my business partner the other day and um, I was like, I'm not really getting to train as much as what I'd like to. And um, 
we were talking about bits and pieces and stuff and um and I said to her, look, you know, we are talking about someone who's gone from training six hours a day to training, you know, four days a week. But I wasn't even getting four mm. days a week in um, like last week. I like four days a week. If I can train four or five days a week, I'm four yeah. five, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> four, four, five, same, same. <laughs> For what, like an, uh, an hour, hour and a half, 20 two, minutes two to hours, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big change. Ah, okay, it's a cool. big change. Wow, but that's I feel a like, big change. You know, yeah. um, if that's an expectation that I'm hope that I would set for others, then I feel like that's something that I need to be making sure that I'm doing for myself, honouring myself, um, because I know yeah. that's when I feel my best, mm. um, and that's when I can show up my best for for others as well. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so it's 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 taken a, a, a you know obviously a drastic change from where I have been, um, but I yeah. So actually, um, when, when did when did CrossFit stop well, it for was, you? Well, uh, was, your it was last the Masters, the so Masters of two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so sixteen, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so did your training shift from that immediately or what happened oh, there um, to bring you to this four really, days really busy. a week, 20 to 50 minutes <laughs> sessions? Uh, ah, yeah. In just, what respect? Just with busy, the, with the, just got with really, the babies really busy. Or? Um, uh, there was obviously going through um, – well, I had a domestic violence um, experience, a lot of courts. Yes, yeah. So separation. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. So, so we have yeah, things in so common, huh? Going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Courts and. Oh, so you end up in court? And was custody, that for your. Yeah, for your, custody of my daughter. That from a custody so, perspective um, or? Yeah, yeah, so just, and yeah. then obviously through the uh-huh. separation, that was pretty much a two year kind of thing. So. Going from where I was to being the sole provider, um, you know, having to just do what you've got to yeah. do, do what you've got to do to make sure that you've got um, food food on the table. <laughs> hey. Oh, sorry, puppies. Calm down, They're, good. They're going Calm at down. it. Calm down. Oh, God. Yes, go on. That's sorry. all right. Oh, there's a, there's, my guys are going to bark in a sec. There's a, a brown lab. Oh, no. The yeah, crossing the road. It's okay. Yeah. So okay. Going, carry on. You know, self from sole provider. Yeah, having to be the sole provider. Um, so, um, I was lucky in the perspective that I had my mum here to help. You know, once again, she's yeah, help support me and help me. So, but that meant you know a lot of working day and night, and um, you know what, just doing what you got to do. There's nothing, nothing unusual. Um, you know, there's a lot of yeah. mothers out there who are yeah. in, um, you know, a very similar situation. But yeah, but it was it was challenging because um, yeah, my ex partner's a uh, without a doubt narcissist, um, and well, yeah, 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 yeah we're without, all learning about that word and the spectrum. Um, so. Uh, you know, there was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And we're doing a podcast. Shush, shush. I know, I know you're a good boy and all that. Please be quiet. All good, on. all good. Um, so, you know, yep. just trawling mm-hmm. through 
um, courts, just trying to drain drain me um, physically, emotionally, uh, financially. So yeah, so things just had to change, and that's that's just what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I mean, you did listen. We were. I, I mean, it's been. Uh, yeah, um, but you. You got this. <laughs> Come on, Amanda. <laughs> say the words. I, I know. Like mm. I just when I left my ex partner, um, I did so much research because mm. I could not understand what had happened to me. I did not understand. I didn't even know yeah. that it was domestic violence until I read mm. a brochure. I was in tears. I went into Centrelink. They put me in mm. a room with a social worker. She gave me a, a flyer, yes. and that's when I knew I ticked all the boxes and. You know, the, the way that this unfolds and the damage, the erosion, it's like acid. Mm. It just – and then it's not just the acid, it's active. Yeah. It is actively like literally being thrown at you to, yeah. to destroy, to maim, to damage. Um, and so many women go through this and so few of us actually talk about it with other mm. women. So I'm, you know, just honour you for even sharing this aspect yeah. of your story um, at yeah. this time. Yeah. So yeah, it um, was, it was it, a very, so very challenging. Well, I think, you know, it was just survival mode for me really. Um, so that's, that's kind of been the last, um, yeah, the, the, the two years previously on from that, but I've, you know, yeah. How, how are you, mm. I mean, I'm sure like you've had, you had your mum there mm. um, and you have your yeah. daughter to hold you and focus you. But look, I know for me, this has taken a, a year and it wasn't just mm. leaving this um, abusive relationship, but I held, I mean, and we do, you know, to be yeah. with someone that, that was, I can speak for myself, mm. the type of person I am, I am all in. I am, if I'm in something, I am all Outs in with every yep. fibre of my being. And so, you know, it is like someone has literally taken a sledgehammer mm-hmm. and hit me over the side of the head. And I'm, I've spent mm-hmm. a year trying to retrieve mm-hmm. myself, my mind, yep. my body, my soul, my spirit, mm-hmm. and to understand mm-hmm. what happened to me and why and how it happens to others and that there is a pattern and there are red flags and, you know, it goes on. Um, and so it's important that we, we talk about it. I just wondered how has mm, your emotional well, recovery been from that? Yeah. I mean, you're what, a few yeah, years past yeah, so the was, two years that it took it you took, to separate? It took us two years um, just to have everything basically. Or, yeah, around two years. What was it? Um, 2018, 18, 19, 20. So it's three years on now. Um, so, yeah, but basically yep. two years to pretty much go through all the court system and get that. And that's actually, that's normal. There's nothing unusual about that. That's a two, three year plus process. Um, but yeah, in terms of healing, like I spent a lot of time, um, when I was competing, I used to do a lot of kinesiology. And so I returned back to that. I found that that was something that was really helpful for me. Um, so I spent a lot of time, um, just mm. reaching out to the resources that I needed to, I think also gaining an understanding um, as well because there was a lot of things I couldn't I couldn't understand why why was this person like this um, what what yeah. you know what did I mm. and I I blamed myself a lot what did I do wrong maybe if I you know maybe yeah. if I had of you know done this better mm. or maybe if I had of 
you know, than not said this or not did that <laughs> or, you know, maybe if I just had, a, you know, tried a little harder then, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's such a setup because that's what we do. We mm. look for the ways, mm. you know, that find a way, mm. try harder, work but, harder. Yeah, but the thing we is, you know, boards. the more yep. research that I yep. read and the more I gained an understanding and, um, and, and it wasn't really until obviously the separation and, and that it didn't stop, like the – the um, the yeah. bullying behaviour yeah. didn't stop and it was like, oh, okay, yeah. hang on a minute. This was actually, and I was lucky my sister-in-law was, oh, I, I honestly cannot speak highly enough of her. She, she was the person that held me together. Aww. She was the person who was there for me. Um, and I had a, and I actually had another friend as well who'd gone through a very similar um, situation. So, um, I had women that were able to support me throughout that period. (laughs) I I wouldn't have been able to get through it. Same. Without without them. Um, and it was identifying and for me, for me, it's a lot about understanding. Like this is why this is, it's like X equals A. Okay, cool. Once I have an answer, um, then I'm like, okay, cool. All right, got it. Yeah. That's that's just yeah. what it is. That's just the type of person they are, yeah. and that's okay. Um, and and yeah, it's just about navigating. Yeah. I think once you know, then you can just navigate yourself around them. But yeah, like I said, for for a long time, I think I was very naive to the fact that you know how can someone be so so nasty, yeah. so downright just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulative. Yes. Manipulative. How Manipulative. I, didn't un- I couldn't grasp that concept because mm. I just, I just didn't understand it. Yeah. I still struggle. Mm. I actually have to remind myself, you mm. know, on a regular basis. Oh, that's right. Mm. Remember there's the pattern and it is yeah. a pattern and it is a garden variety pattern. Yep. Narcissists, they, yeah. they think, you know, they're full of ego and charisma yeah. and, and also the underbelly, like, and this is a thing, like, uh, what is it? Like street oh, angel right. uh, okay. house devil or something. That's what someone told me recently. It's like yeah. charismatic to the rest of the world behind closed doors is yes. another story. Yes. When nobody's around, yep. nobody's yep. there to Absolutely. see or hear. Absolutely. Another story. Um, yeah. So, and I think for myself, like I, um, after the incident, like I had four stitches to my head. So I just kind of every now and then I'll just kind of remind myself of where I'm at. I'll feel the stitches in my head which are starting to heal and I think that's a little bit symbolic of, of obviously of, of myself as well. Yeah. Isn't it? Wow, that is um, – have you I said this? No, not um, really. Yeah, yeah. Publicly? Here we go. World first. <laughs> not really. Not really. <laughs> You are, um, oh, my God, yeah. there's, there's the trifecta. That's the holy trinity right there. Um, you know, it is an incredibly empowering thing and a generous thing that you're doing right now in sharing this. And, you know, really it is the, such a purpose of this podcast mm. is to, to, to link women back to women again, to support one another because we are so extraordinarily powerful and intuitive and supportive of one another, but we've literally been separated systematically over, you know, many decades now. And, you know, it's bringing us back together and sh- showing the, the commonalities that we share. I had no knowledge of, of, of your journey and, 
you know, the strength that you've given me just by sharing this is um, it's just reconfirming to me that I am not alone, that I am not crazy, that I didn't make this up. And that my, you know, my feelings and my well-being, yeah. they're, they're, Sorry, they're so, valid. Uh, uh, like, I'm, here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Hello. They are, are you yes. still there? Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was just yeah, talking. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. It's nice yeah, to be no, able to so connect um, and share. Yeah. Mm. what what um what what do you uh what's um oh my gosh oh, we look, need it and without a doubt tell me what I, silver lining um, came from this i think i've experience i've now reached the best through. person um that i have been ever in my whole entire years i um uh there was you know periods of my life where i think i could have been kinder yeah there were um periods oh yeah absolutely to myself to others um, I've now, there are periods of my to life yourself. where I think I was really naive. Um, and I feel like I'm actually becoming the best version of myself as a result of what I've been through. Um, it's showing me, um, you know, from a state of where I felt like I was rendered useless, um, where I couldn't do anything. Um, I, I actually feel capable and it's, and I, and I almost I thank him for that experience because I'm like, awesome, thank you. You've you've made me realise that um, I am actually a lot yeah. more capable beyond my means and I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the resilience and the capacity is revealed, isn't it? The things that we journey through but, um, the you know, we yeah. do not have to do it alone and I, I do circle back around mm. with, uh, sometimes shame shame yeah. that that I allowed it that and then and then yeah and I do mm, circle yes. back around with a sense yep. that yeah I I was the one responsible because I allowed it um and I do circle back mm. around because it's taken me mm. a while and I'm definitely when I left I had this yearning like this mm. and I talked to a DV counselor at length about it yeah. this yearning for this man who I believed that I loved yes and now yep. I don't have that yearning anymore I um I yeah. hope he. I yeah. hope he finds a way to heal, um, and not not traumatize himself and others by his yeah. actions, uh, and that he finds integrity so that his words can match his actions with consistency. Um, but I, it it is a work in progress, and it, I don't. I didn't just cross a line and go, "Oh, that's all cool now." The door shut just, on that. It is yes. onion yes. layer after onion layer. But I the agree, journey. I agree. Hundred percent. Sorry, just cut out a little strength bit. There. Is but it is an. It was an onion layer. By an onion layer, I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, it, oh, is, it, it, yes. it it does take time, hey, and it and it um, correct, correct, yeah, yeah, it does it's take a good, time. It, it's a lesson to be learned. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what it's yeah. done to me? It is literally what it. I mean, I, I wrote a hundred thousand word book um, as I was healing, um, and it's still sitting somewhere and. What I mm. realized, well, what I felt was that I had literally been yeah. stripped to the bones of my soul. Like there was nothing, D- nothing definitely. left. And yet, and it's not that yep. dissimilar to what we do to ourselves in a CrossFit mm. workout. You know, you go so mm. far to the fire, like you are literally going to your own death. And I did go to a soul death. Yeah. But what was left was only the purest of what Amanda Allen is. Yep you know, in herself and in her spirit. And for that, never to be repeated that journey. But for that, I celebrate oh, definitely, this definitely. I, oh, uh, opportunity. You absolutely. Know? And I, I can definitely relate so to um, what you're saying there. I feel like 
I feel like, you know, CrossFit, it does, it strips us away, but physically, but the experience that you have, I think with um, domestic violence, it, and when you come out on the other side, it just makes you so much more mentally powerful and strong. And you are, you're definitive. You're like, nah, I won't accept that. Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah. And so like your resilience, you know, and your compassion is magnified. Mm. Mm. To honestly, to spiritual levels. Absolutely. That's what it feels like to me. It's like um, not just a human level compassion anymore. And and, and a lot more Mm. enlightened. Mm. Oh. It's about to die. I I could literally continue this conversation for a very long time with you, but my battery is um, has got other ideas. Yeah, and I don't I don't want us to cut off, and I don't want to go half heartedly. But um, I just wonder, like, what are you doing now, and how can anybody who's inspired by you or wants to make contact in any way with Um, you? Well, I'm yeah. First uh, of all, I'm Um, just I'm working at uh, CrossFit Melville, still coaching, and then I'm also doing. Oh, so CrossFit Quarter Melville. Quarter. Quarter. CrossFit, sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, as in the four thing. Quarter. Melville. Uh, and then I do, as in I do, four, I, I do the a bit of um, coaching from home. Melville, okay. And then also yeah. um, I've just started a business with um, a, a friend of mine who is a yoga instructor. And we've started a business called Boot Camp Balance. And it's a combination of like boot camp and then it finishes off with yoga. So just really trying to um, – our title is Invest in Yourself. So, yeah, it's really about um, – we do have a lot of women, but it's not exclusively for women. But, yeah, we um, – our goal is obviously to, you know, really enrich and um, – make people feel like their cup is full and I guess bring them back to that kind of grounding of um, the benefits of both strength and conditioning exercise, but let's not forget, um, you know, uh, toning down that, um, you know, nervous system through, through the use of yoga. So, yeah, balance. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah in Perth. And we do it outside. Yeah, we do it outside. Yeah, do it outside so you can connect to nature. So, yeah, it's kind of that's the other half of who I am, that whole, yeah, holistic side. I love it. Mm. Yeah, do some online coaching as well. So, yeah, just some one-on-one PT coaching and bits and pieces. Just your normal PT stuff so you can find me on Instagram or Facebook or However you like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll look, I'll pop that all in the show notes. And, Back to um, the competition floor. I, guess I think I'm done. Is there hey. CrossFit I think in I'm your done. future? What about is there, are you done? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my body wouldn't let me. I did, um, I did, what would I do? Yes. Uh, about a. I don't know, a hundred mm-hmm. air squats to a above parallel box on Saturday, my first gotcha. time back to CrossFit in over a year. 
And I, I had to, I spent mm. the next three days rolling anti-inflammatories. Cool. So, you know, there's like, there's a lot of shit yeah. I can't do, but I've just proposed to somebody, why yeah. don't we do cripples CrossFit, you know, because we're both so completely broken and I'm like, I can't squat, I can't run. Oh, beautiful. Um, maybe you can do some yeah. things that I can't do and we'll just go and like make it, make gooses of ourselves sure, just to be a part sure. of that community. Yes. So I'm sure, like I'm, if I do I'm return, sure still be it's, it's going to be anyway. a very different version. <laughs> hey. yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. it. My love aim it. is to be the love ultimate it. entertainment, oh, you know. Like, I will yeah. be a legendary happy. Um, yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. All right. Well, I'm just so, so, so grateful to you for this conversation and um and your look the the revelations, the things that you've shared that you've never shared before. And I um I, I just honor you for that and oh my gosh, I uh it's just the the most uplifting conversation and I just love your voice. I love hearing oh, the tone you, of your Amanda. voice. Thank you. I do so appreciate it. I, I really appreciate and, being, um, and being generous in it. <laughs> um, on your podcast and, oh. and yeah, being able to talk and oh. um, share my journey with, with oh. um, you and with others. And hopefully, oh. there's you know, even if it's just one thing that they can um, feel inspired or feel oh. hope or yeah, to carry on, then then that's that's the goal. Oh. I mean, that, that, that is the yeah. strength. That is the strength. Our strength is our stories, you know, our honest, authentic sharing of our stories. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're bringing that back and um, you've, you've definitely done that, like the girl from Pinaroo. Yes, Joy. you are. Oh, well, if, I, if I manage to get in my van and on the road, um, I'm coming to wherever you are, oh, across the Port of Melville with the wolves. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah, yes, yeah. Please, Come and please, have a little please do. Um, please triple do. workout with yeah. you. Boot camp balance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my pleasure, Again, gorgeous. My thank pleasure. Thank you so much and enjoy yeah. the rest of your beautiful, beautiful day. Okay. And, See you, um, Amanda. Thank and we you. will too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you're ready to detox from the insanity of 2020, detoxification has never been more urgent and never been more nourishing. Join me on my revolutionary nine-day detox ritual, this gloriously easy-to-follow detoxification and health journey. Until the end of November, use code WHISPERS for 15% off at checkout. Go to amandaallen.com.au. You will literally restore your health and sanity, raise your vibration, release excess body weight, and say goodbye to the catabolic effects of stress, anxiety, and 2020 on your well-being.